The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O, and be sure to add our podcast, Guys Guys Radio, in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. We've got a great show for you today, folks. I've got three very interesting guests. They're YouTube creators, and they're all over 50. And I thought it would be an interesting idea to have kind of a panel discussion with them because there's so much happening with the economy today and with people's jobs. People kind of were have been out of the office for a year or so. There's a lot of boomers who are reaching retirement age. COVID's really turned the economy upside down, even though the, the stock market's thriving. Everything else is kind of, who knows? It's like all flipped over because you've got so many businesses that have gone under. You've got real estate going through the roof. You've got people quitting their job, people getting laid off. You've got issues with you know the mortgage protection and forbearance and just it's hard to predict what's going to happen with this economy and people's jobs. And a lot of people are saying, hey, I want to do something different. And I want to look at what's going to happen with me. My second half, I want to get some joy out of life instead of just working for the man, as they say. So we've got three YouTube creators. They're all over 50 and they're all emerging stars of the format. We've got Silka Schwarzkopf. Her show is Second Act TV. I've been on there a number of times and she does a great job. We talk about dating relationships and She's really growing that station, and I think you'd really enjoy her and her guests if you listen to Silka's show on Second Act TV. We've also got Nick Latuanio. He's got a new channel called Disrupt Retirement, and it's really a new spin on how retirement, like everything else, is different now. It's not what happened with dear old dad. If you're a boomer, things are different now. You want to think about, okay, how long am I going to live? What's longevity look like? Do I have enough money? Do I want to do what I want to do, et cetera? And Nick drills into all of that. And we also got Rick Higgins, and he's got a channel called Mastering the Second Half. And Rick's got a lot of tips and insights and travel stories and all kinds of stuff for you just to kind of enliven your experience in the second half. So I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation here on Guys Guys Radio. So what else is going on? Well, we just had Fourth of July weekend. I hope you're in the swing of summer if you're in the U.S. and you're enjoying the wonderful weather, at least out here in Southern California where I am in San Diego. It hasn't been brutally hot. The weather is magnificent. I know we've had some heat waves and droughts and hurricanes and all kinds of stuff all over the country. So 
I hope you're doing okay out there. And what I want to talk about a little bit is the Olympics are coming up in August, I think August 8th in Tokyo. And, you know, who's been thinking about the Olympics? I mean, with COVID and everything, it's been kind of in the, uh, in the back seat, if you will, in the rearview mirror. But now it's happening and they've had a lot of controversy about should they have the Olympics or not, because the COVID is an issue still in Japan, but they're forging on. And, you know, you think about all the different countries sending all these people there, all the athletes there, and is it going to be a super spreader event or is it, you know, just business as usual? So we'll see because the Olympics are going forward. But what I want to talk about was our star sprinter, female sprinter, Shikari Richardson, and she's been disqualified for smoking weed. She tested positive for marijuana, and I think it's, a, it's an issue, and I don't get into politics on the show, but in this particular issue I want to talk about because I don't think there's a big problem with what she did. I think it was a bad decision because if you want to be a world-class athlete, you really shouldn't be smoking weed, in my opinion, but it's legal in California and many other states in the U.S., and it's not a performance-enhancing drug. So I think the Olymp- Olympics have to relook at their criteria and maybe think about not disqualifying her and letting her compete. But we'll see. They're pretty stiff, so I don't think that's going to happen. But maybe in the future, they'll update those rules. So anyhow, Guys, Guys Radio, we've got three great guests. So let's get into our program and our interview portion right now. It's Guys, Guy Radio. Okay, guys, guys, radio, we're in the interview portion of our show, and I have a special show today. I've got three friends, I will call them, and acquaintances, if you will, and people I've worked with. They're building YouTube channels. They're really terrific, and they're skewing their businesses and their brands, if you will, to people over 50. And we're going to have a roundtable discussion about some of the things uh, that we all face when you pass that magical 50 Mark, and also what it's like to open a new business in the second half of life and have a YouTube channel and the challenges that come along with that because there's lots and lots of competition. You really want to separate yourself from the pack. So we've got a multidimensional discussion we're going to have today. So let me tell you about my three guests. We've got Rick Higgins. So we've got author, (laughs) multimedia creator. He's a life coach. He hosts a successful lifestyle YouTube channel and podcast called Mastering the Second Half, and he's the creator of an online self-development book and soon to be an online course, 21 Days Towards Life Mastery. Wow, that's fast. We'll get into that. Aside from YouTube and travel, his passions include volunteerism, motorcycles, and anything that costs a lot of money that can get him into trouble. Love it. We've also got Nick Lituanillo, YouTube creator, personal trainer. His channel is Disrupt Retirement, whose goal is to inspire you to create the post-work life you want. Nick encourages you to kick down doors and break some rules about what over 50 lives should look like. He shares his experiences around navigating his post-work transition and shares relevant and fun moments from his life as an example of how one man is doing it. So don't let outdated retirement stereotypes dictate your post-work life. Take the bull by the horns and create the life you want. And we also have none other than the one and only Silka Schwarzkopf. She is the creator and host of Second Act TV. Hello, Silka. A YouTube channel that's growing and growing. It's focused on recreating and living your life to the fullest after 50. She's a seasoned producer. She owned and operated an award-winning production company for 20 years. And shortly after her 50th birthday, she took a huge leap of faith, left an unfulfilled 25-year marriage, and returned to her hometown in Southern California to pursue the development of original programming, 
most pertinent to her evolving reality starting over after 50. And Second Act TV was born, and as the executive producer and host, she's living her motto, it's never too late to be the person you always want to be. Thank you, my friends, for being my special guests on Guys Guys Radio and Guys Guys TV. How are you today? Wonderful. Cool. <laughs> Great, Robert. Thanks for having us on. Doing well, Robert, and really thank you for having us on. All right, let's start with let's start with Nick. I want to I want to go around the room real quick just to level set. Tell us, uh, you know, I gave an introduction, but tell us a little bit about what what you're doing now. What inspired you to uh, launch your brand and how that's going for you, and what makes you a little bit different? Sure thing, Rick. I uh, I had been uh, I uh, I had been the lead at a creative agency for most of my career, and I sold that agency about eighteen months ago. And I always had had a love of fitness and taking care of yourself. And when I looked around at the fitness space in general, and specifically the over fifty fitness space and retirement space, I didn't like what I was seeing. I don't think that. The way that my father retired is the way that I should be retiring. And because I had this familiarity with creating content, YouTube seemed like a perfect place for me to hopefully be able to get a message out there that is positive, to show examples of how maybe to disrupt the idea of retirement and live a different life. Um, and I just really love the idea of reaching people and being able to impact their life in a positive way. Fantastic. Let's move over to Silka and Second Act TV. Well, a lot of what Nick said is true for me as well. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I live what I bring you, which is one of our taglines. Shortly after 50, as you said in my introduction, I left a, an unfulfilled marriage. And the way I came to that was going coming back to California. I was in Texas at the time and reconnecting with old high school friends. And as we started talking about our life and our current situations, we were actually, the four of us were all married at the time. There were so many issues that I felt I was alone in. One, being unhappy and felt, you know, feeling like I'm crazy, wanting to leave uh, a 25-year marriage. Two, all kinds of issues with with your body, with um, well, sexual health is a big big part of what we do. A lot of stuff that people don't talk about and you don't know how to bring it up. And the more that came to life, the more, again, being also in the production space, I thought you two would be a great place to start that conversation, start difficult conversations there where, where people don't know, you know, where to go to get these answers. That, that's kind of it in a nutshell. All right, Rick, mastery of life over 50. Uh, I love that. Well, the thing I love about Rick most is that he is really Rick. You know, he's really authentic and is just really likable. So tell us, my friend, what's going on? Uh, well, thanks, for Robert, for having me on. Basically, I originally started out following the tried and true American path of career, get married, have kids, buy a house, buy a bigger house. And by the time I hit my 50s, I just realized I was on the wrong path. And it's great for some people. Uh, it wasn't for me. And I wanted to rediscover my creative side. And what they say when you start a YouTube channel is, you know, sell your passion, pitch your passion. And my passion was all the questions that I had. I'm 50. How do I restart? What do I redo? And so I figured there's got to be some people out there that are in the same boat. It's not a midlife crisis, but it's a, a midlife realization. 
of where do you want to take your life? We always have an opportunity to go somewhere. And my channel and I are basically trying to figure that out. Okay, great answers. And I, I love the fact that you're all kind of part of service, really helping people. And I think it's terrific. Let's get into some personal stories here. For each one of you, what has been, we'll start with Silka this time. What has been your greatest personal challenge since turning 50 or 60 or whatever age you are? We know everybody here is over 50. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was still over 50. <laughs> the uh, biggest challenge with the YouTube channel or just a life in general? Uh, life challenge. Life, life challenge. Life challenge. I think I was so just excited and exuberant when I made this big change. I, I mean, I, I, it was, it was a rebirth. I, I felt like a kid again. I became in the best shape of my life. I started running marathons. I mean, it was just it was incredible. And the biggest challenge has been to maintain that, to maintain, I think, you know, staying positive. And when things go bad, you know, questioning yourself, because I, I truly did. I, I took a lot of chances, all stuff that we talk about on the channel. We have lots of content experts on that talk about recreating life, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's a big challenge for a lot of people is, you know, taking that step, and then keeping it going and keeping keeping positive. Okay, Nick? Uh, I'm going through it right now. Uh, you know, the truth of the matter is I stopped working 18 months ago and um, I am in that transition phase. I went from running a very successful agency where I was on 24 seven, you know, it was go, 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 go. And now that I don't have that level of activity, my monkey brain can get the best of me. So one of the things I'm doing on my channel is sharing my personal experiences about this transition. Um, for me, it's about doing the things that I always said I would do, but never really did because I had a whole bucket full of excuses. You know, the fitness part of that plays because I figure I might have another 25 to 30 years on this planet. And if I really want to enjoy the, this time that I have left, taking better care of myself is pretty critical to doing the things that I want to do. Um, so I don't have it figured out. I have some pretty good ideas and I'm learning things along the way. And that's really what I share with my audience and the people who I hope to attract to my channel are people who are kind of, you know, maybe they retired early or are newly retired and trying to figure this out and turn it in a way um, that is going to work for them. Got it. Okay, Rick Higgins. What has your personal challenge been like since you turned 50? You're rolling. I know you dig in the bikes, you dig in your drinks, you're in Florida, <laughs> you're having a ball. So have you done any, I mean, what's been the, what's been the biggest personal challenge for you since turning 50, buddy? Self-love. Um, like I mentioned earlier, the, the thing I had always led my life was sort of uh, doing things for others, taking care of family, taking care of everybody except for me. And then when I finally made the realization that I needed to put myself on the list, I discovered how hard it is to do that, to actually be selfish without using the word selfish, to do things for yourself in addition to others. And it's been a struggle the first few years of my 50th decade. I just turned 60, so I've had 10 years to practice this. But I think for me, it was realizing that I am a person and I deserve to be on the same list as everybody else, sometimes a priority, sometimes not. Um, but that was a, a strangely difficult thing to push through. And I'm still pushing through it, honestly. 
Let me throw just a, a, a general question out there and then uh, I don't have to call on you guys. Just go ahead unless uh, I have something specific for one of you. Let's just roll. So what do you know now or wish, what do you wish you knew before you turned 50 that you know now? Gosh, where did we start? <laughs> <laughs> that list is long. <laughs> for me, it was I don't have to do everything right away. That, you know, I have time. Um, and I think that for a lot of my life, it was always about rushing to the next thing. And now I am really making an effort to give myself a little bit of time and space in my life to do the things that um, I truly want to do. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually have kind of the opposite. Um, I feel like I need to rush. You know, not that I'm on a, a short leash on a death sentence that I'm going to run out of time anytime soon, but you know, like Nick said earlier, I've only got a couple, three, maybe decades left in me of real active living. I want to rush and get to it. I, I want to rush harder than I ever rushed in my life so far. You know, what's interesting about that, Rick, is there's an exercise that I do for myself, which is if you think about the next 25 years, I think about this for myself or 30 years, I go, okay, I'm 58. What was I doing 30 years ago? And how much happened between the time I was 28 and 38? That's a huge amount of things. There actually is time, if you're mindful about it, um, for me. And that, you know, when I think my time is short, that's an exercise that I use that can be really helpful. Okay. I think for, for me, uh, letting go of trying to be perfect. Uh, I was always a perfectionist. I was raised to be, a perf you know, it's got to do everything right. And you know, you really don't. <laughs> there is such a thing as good enough that really is good enough. And then letting go of what other people think about you. That was always a big thing. You know, what, oh, what, you know, I'm going to hurt their feelings or this or that. And uh, I, I read this somewhere the other day. I, uh, I learned that uh, no is a complete sentence. <laughs> guys guys radio robert man your host i've got three special guests and we're talking about life over 50 and a couple of uh three different youtube channels that are addressing that and uh, my friends here to help nick silka and rick um what specifics though what specific things are you guys doing differently now maybe it's a diet drinking fitness work have you taken up any different modalities meditation reiki whatever anything different what are you guys doing different now that you didn't do before specifics well for me i mean i it, i'm going to go back to you know the immediate changeover at 50 for me it definitely was uh, running i ran to my new life uh, and I've, I've written about that uh it, it, there's just what what running did for me and and i've talked about this on the show is that there's incremental goals that you reach all the time and it just <sighs> It gives you support. It gave me support that if I can do this, I can accomplish anything. So I think that that was a sort of an awakening. And then you get, you know, start getting better times. You start, they start giving you medals. I, I just find something like that, a competitive type environment that you get rewarded for really inspirational for the rest of your life. For the, that's you know, that's for the fantastic. Show. For some, you know, over 50, you actually dialed it up. So how about you yeah. guys? I actually kind of went on the softer side a little bit, you know, for the longest time, your body just sort of, you exercise, you do this, you eat right, things move on. I realized I've been sort of ignoring my mental and my emotional side. So you mentioned meditation. I've actually been trying to learn and experiment with that, uh, trying to actually take care of myself and talk to people when I need to talk to people and not have the stigma 
that you know mental health is and emotional health is not as important as physical health. So I am very much at this age trying to really resolve and work on that side as well. Uh, the body can always go to the gym. Um, we a lot of times forget to do mental gyms as well. All right. No, you. That that is super. I'm sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. I just wanted to reemphasize. That's you're right. You're right. That is so so important. It's something that we we talk about a lot as well. And like the opposite to you, uh, Rick, that's something that I've all, like, I've always been there, dealt with emotional stuff that I felt like I let go of, of the physical. So for Nick? me, I had always been physically active. In fact, my second career, one of the things I became is a personal trainer. So eating right and exercising and riding my mountain bike and my road bike and hiking, those are things I love to do. Um, but what I the biggest change since I stopped my day job is probably leaning towards the Rick side of the equation, which is what does Nick want? Nick has time. Can I now put myself first while still honoring my relationship with my wife, while still honoring my relationships with my friend? I don't want to become a jerk and become totally self-centered, but at the same time, you know, as a father and running a business for the majority for, for a long time, I didn't put myself first. And so this is new territory. Um, and it's territory, quite frankly, that's a little bit scary and a little bit hard to do, but I'm learning and I'm kind of loving it. Okay, let's talk about change a little bit. As they age, it seems like men, and I, I've interviewed over 550 people and all areas, wellness, diet, fitness, whatever, and metaphysical, and it seems to me that men often get stuck after 50, and sometimes they even get a little bit a little bit angry, whereas women uh, who've always had the deck stacked against them, they seem to embrace, uh, be more open and embrace change more easily. Do you guys agree, and if so, why? 100% agree with that. I mean, look, women are so much better at forming authentic and deep connections with other women. And, you know, for me, this is a super, I'm really being mindful about trying to be a better friend, to be more empathetic in my most recent vlog. I think I even used, you know, the term more feminine in my relationships and the way I look at things. Um, so I, yeah, I am jealous of my wife. I am jealous of the number of friends that she has and how easy it is for them to support each other. Um, and I'm looking for men friends who are kind of willing to be in that space because I look at the next 30 years of my life and I think that's going to be really important to, to being healthy and, and happy. Well, I think, uh, Robert, the, the divorce statistics kind of support of women after 50, you know, well, that divorce rate is up anyway, but they actually file for divorce. They initiate that change. Change to women is just, um, yeah, it, it, it comes more natural, I think, that than, than men find it diff more difficult to accept. And change can be wonderful. It can be exciting, but it, it definitely, you know, requires a different mindset that I think where men and women are wired a little differently. Do you think, just to follow up on that, is that women are more communal in how their uh, cultural behavior is? You know, you have the gals 
Sex in the City. Four gals sit around, they have their cosmopolitans and they're talking about the men, whereas guys, you know, we're we're a little more careful and correct me, uh, Nick and Rick, um, we'll we'll bring something up like, okay, I'm getting divorced or uh, I met somebody, I'm getting married, like big milestones, but we don't get into the details, the little stuff that some women so easily share. Do you notice that, Silka, from your show and from your own personal experience? Oh, totally. That's how the second echo started, is going back and forth with my girlfriend, sitting down talking about stuff that we couldn't believe we were even bringing up or that we're talking about. It's sometimes very serious, sometimes hysterical. And that's when I thought, well, my goodness, if, we, if we're like this, we just represent the rest of <laughs> the people. So, yeah, absolutely. That's it's so true. And men, yeah, you're right. Men don't do that. I, why? I don't know. But yeah, as I'm learning, we're wired differently. <laughs> so Rick, I don't think we know why either. Tell you the truth. <laughs> Are we lone wolves, Rick? What is it? I wish I knew. I, I for one, I, I the reason I watch Silka's channel is women are still a complete mystery to me. So I can't answer that. <laughs> of it. Uh, but I am actually very much surprised at how much men avoid change and especially men of our age group. I was just doing some research on another study. Uh, once you sort of hit 50, the the idea, the ability to change things within yourself, like I was looking at tattoos specifically, just drops right off. You know, once you hit 50, it's like the world is set and you're done. And I know a lot of my male friends, when we get together and talk, uh, it's superficial at best, or like you say, milestones are thrown up. But uh, to sit down and actually talk about a feeling or something deeply, we don't do it. And I don't know why. And I don't think we're going to start learning how to real easily based on a lot of the other stats mm -hmm. I've seen. I will tell you that is specifically what, what Disrupt Retirement, what my channel is about. It, it is about kind of breaking that stereotype that I've lived in my whole life of, you know, what is this next chapter? Well, I'm a guy, so it's going to look this certain way. And it's like, who the hell says that is the way it has to look? You know, we need to reject that stereotype. And I think that, you know, I sense the confusion that I have around this internally, Rick, I, I sense from you a little bit where it's like, well, why are we? It's like, you can go back and say, well, yeah, we were, we were hunting and we were competing for women and we were, you know, our whole job was different, you know, in the evolutionary sphere. And there's probably some truth to that, but it's not serving us today. And, you know, study after study after study shows and proves that health as you get older, your health and wellness is so tied to the quality of your relationships. And, you know, totally. the, the more relationships you have, the better relationships that you have, you're going to have a, a better last third of your life. You know, it's interesting. My experience has been that, yes, guys get a little stuck. And as I, 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 I do my best to live in the present and being exposed to all these wonderful guests I have, I get I get to learn as well as our, our listeners and viewers are, are learning. And so it's amazing education I'm getting. And so what I've been doing is a couple of things. One is I'll, I'll just turn the dials. I used to run marathons. I'm not, my body said no more. So I'll run five, six miles, something like that a couple of times a week. I used to drink uh, for my job in that I was uh, in the spirits business in advertising and marketing. So we had to entertain a lot. And now that I'm out of that, I dialed it down and then I stopped. And uh, it's just, a, and then I added meditation in. So I dialed that up. And first I did it every so often. And now I make sure I do it first thing every morning. So the, it's just a matter of uh, clicking the dials here and there to be more present and be 
with myself in a comfortable way. And I've also noticed, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this team, is that some of my friends, you know, my old friends, okay, they're my old friends and they're going to be who they are and I love them. But I don't necessarily relate to them the same way I might have 20 and 30 years ago, we were running around going crazy in New York and they may have seen a shift in me. And at first it might've been jarring. And now I think they realize, hey, you know what? This is just the way he's going now. What has your experience been as you've made your change by making the turn into 50, doing the work you're doing and relating to other people that you knew in the past and now, and then finding community moving forward? Can, can I say one thing before? Sure, of course. I think, and, and for those listening, uh, you, Robert, of course, you're a regular on our show. We've had Nick and Rick on a bunch of times. So we've, and one thing with you, and one of the reasons I have you guys on is because you're not typical. You are those, you represent an evolution in men as, as we age. Uh, and I, I think that's, that's what, what we're, we're trying to do is, you know, is break those stereotypes that, uh, that yes, you know, we're not, it's not a downhill slide. It's life keeps going and gets, keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, I, for one, my fifties, best time ever yet. And so, I mean, I'll let you guys uh, talk right. about that, but I did, I did want to say you're, you're not Robert, especially, you know, you with what you've been doing and the changes and it's, you're not the typical male, but you can teach a lot. <laughs> well, I'll take it as a compliment. Thank you very much. But I'm inspired. But what you're doing, and also by Nick and Rick, they're doing wonderful work. So go ahead, guys. I think I'll take a jump in this because I might be the outlier here. When I turned 50 and decided to refocus my life in another direction, I physically did it. I was living just outside of uh, Washington, D.C. in Northern Virginia. I decided to move to Miami. And just lock, sock, and barrel, just I wanted a complete restart. I lost touch with a lot of people that used to be in my lives. I don't know, maybe the ex-wife got them in the divorce or something. But for me, it was a real restart. Um, and I really haven't had that much opportunity to go back and reconnect with people outside of my family. And, and they're just used to my craziness anyway. So I, I honestly don't know how to answer that because I don't have a before to compare it to my now. For me, a lot of it comes down to not caring about the reaction that I get. And let me explain that. As I have gotten older and being real has become more important to me, you know, I will ask direct questions or share my feelings with my close friends. And if I'm on a bike ride with my friend John and it's just he and I, I'm going to get generally a pretty authentic response if I ask the direct question. I might have to insult him about his helmet or his, his sunglasses first, you know, to kind of do the guy thing, you know, and, and then you get into the real thing. And, and we men, most men, given the chance, have feelings, you know, surprise, we have deep thoughts about things. This is, you know, for us of a certain age, no one ever asked us that stuff. Like that just wasn't something that my dad ever asked me, okay? Or my mom for that matter. Um, so now I guess to answer your question specifically, I'm mindful about being the friend that I want to have back to me. 
you know, ask the question, what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, and the other thing, as I get older, I just, I just don't care as much about what people think. So if I ask the question and someone thinks I'm a jerk or, or a sissy or soft or whatever the heck it is, it's like, yeah, well, that's your problem. That's not my problem. Cause you know what? I'm going to do the best I can, you know, every day. Let's talk about sex. Okay. Over 50, you know, everybody has a different experience. Listen, people go through issues during their lifetime. They might have chronic illness. They might have some type of meds that they need to take, stress, whatever. Sex can go in a million different directions when you hit 50 and above or, or not. What's your perspective on sex after turning the page to 50 and beyond? Do you want me to go first? Sure, Ab absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. This is one of the biggest topics on our channel. That's why I've asked, that's why I asked. I've talked about it with you guys a lot already. Uh, there is such mis in, uh, uh, misnomer, misinformation, misunderstandings about sex after 50, because of, again, you know, we don't know who to talk to or what to ask. Uh, and I've talked about this openly, you know, sex after 50 has been the best sex ever <laughs> and and all it takes is a little bit of knowledge you know about about your body about your hormones um, about what you like what you don't like so that's one of the big messages we put out there is you know for men and women you know there's this this oh you know all women in menopause they you know that's it the sex drive is gone and and that is true for some but it doesn't have to be so that that is one of the biggest things that your your sex life can go on and on and on and be better than it ever was in your 20s and 30s. All right, gentlemen. I think to some degree, it's kind of nice to be 50 <laughs> and sex in this current time. You know, for instance, uh, men have problems with erectile dysfunction. We have a fix for it now. At the turn of last century, if I suffered from that, it was done. So it's kind of nice that we are actually living in a time. And I think it's kind of cool that men who are 50 now, and maybe they'll be more open to, to exploring what the reasons are of why they may not physically be able to do what they used to do. And uh, so for me, I think it was a really good meeting of my age versus where medical science actually matched up with me. Mm -hmm. Well, one, one, one more thing before Nick is that that's the, another uh, misnomer or, or, or something that we need to, to, to fix is the whole thing about penetrative sex. You know, I don't want to get too, too specific or in detail here, but, but the intimacy and sex and, and all that can be just fantastic after 50, even with issues that you may or may not have. So again, it's, it's, mm -hmm. I don't see that as an obstacle. It's, it's how you think about it up here. You can get past that, that part. So, you know, you, I, I completely agree with you. I'm going to address both of what you guys had to say. So, you know, the statement, uh, give a guy a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Well, <laughs> that's my fitness response to Rick. Um, if your cardiovascular system is functioning well, if you're healthy, if you have taken care of your body and you're at a healthy body weight, guess what? You know, erectile dysfunction, the incident of it, it goes way, 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 way down, all right? And if you wanna have rock star sex, if, if that's something that you wanna do, well, it helps to be able to have strong abs and chest muscles that, you know, can allow you to be the rock star. So that happens, you know, still, um, you know, but being married for close to 30 years, I would say that the frequency goes down and the quality goes way, way up. And 
what Silka said about penetrative sex, to me, it's like finish line sex. <laughs> you don't always, for guys, it's always about the finish line, right? It's always like, I got to get mine. And when you're focused on that, like you're 25 or 30 or 35, your whole mindset changes. And it doesn't mean you don't get yours, but bringing your partner there ahead of you is just so much more satisfying than when I was 25 and it was all about me. Um, you know, and because my partner of 30 years knows me so well, well, of course, sex is going to be better. Not only are we intimate, not only can we look into each other's eyes, not only can we laugh in bed, we also know the spots and how to touch each other, you know? So we've, we've learned a few things. So sex is, has been really, really great. I think I would like more of it, you know, but I'm happy with what I'm getting or what we're sharing, I should say. I think we could all agree, particularly the guys, that the, the biggest sexual organ is right here between your ears. And uh, if we take care of that and we take care of our bodies, things hopefully will work. And if not, there's always help. That's one of the nice things about modern technology and pharmaceuticals, if you will. One other thing about the broad strokes of aging, and then we'll get into some specifics about launching your individual channels and how they're working out. Fear. What do you guys fear now that you've turned 50, if anything? Well, I, okay, so I'm 62. <laughs> and, and so some of my questions or, or answers might be a little bit different than they were actually 10 years ago. Uh, one, something I've noticed lately, and it's something we'll be covering on Second Act, again, you know, we live what we bring you, but is uh, there are more aches and pains. Um, my running that gave me such joy has significantly de declined. So there is a little bit of fear as to what, you know, what is it going to look like? How, how do I need to manage the, um, well, that Robert, you and I are both, you know, are interviewing the, the, the going into adult or elderhood from adulthood to elderhood that really hits home with me right now is uh, that you know as we get beyond the 50s and more how how do you know how do we manage that i think for me it's a little bit not so much fear as a cautionary tale is that you know for so many decades i had this normal resting state my normal being and then when I made a decision to press forward and have a more productive and happy and enjoyable life, I, I sometimes worry that, you know, if I don't continually force myself to, uh, to live that life, am I going to fall back on my old ways, which is just sort of a horrifying idea to me to, to undo the progress, to undo the, the joy that I'm bringing myself and hopefully to others. So I guess my biggest fear is, you know, that this is going to stop that, you know, all the changes I've incorporated and I'm living that, you know, I'm going to hit 60, 70, 80 and just kind of be the old Rick. Uh, I'm okay with the physical part of it because I'm taking action and I know I'm going to age and my body's going to break down and, but it's going to break down more slowly because I'm going to do my best to take care of it. And I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with that because, you know, I've had injuries and I continue to have injuries and the stuff we all have. Um, a real fear is being alone. Um, and I don't mean being without wife, but not having as many uh, robust relationships, friendships in my life. When I see those old people who, those older folks who are maybe alone and no longer engaged in their community or don't have those relationships, that's not something that I, I want. Let's uh, shift the focus a little bit. I think we've got a good overview on all the three of you turning 50 and beyond and your perspective, which I think are all very healthy. And I 
commend you all, and that's why I invited you on the show to share some of your experiences that it can be a real positive thing. Aging is different than getting old, but you all have launched your own YouTube channels, and that's a, that's a trend. There are 35 million YouTube channels right now, and it's interesting, though, that folks don't watch the YouTube channels that long because it's so search and specific in that you know, how do you fix the sink? Or you might watch second act TV, or how do I, you know, do something with my vehicle? There's, there's lots of different specifics on there. Whereas with podcasting, you've got, there's a million podcasts and people listen longer, but YouTube, there's a gold mine there. And you guys, the three of you are on your way. So let's start with the big success right now. And I know you guys are on the trail, but Silk is uh, way over 30,000 subscribers now. And uh, she hasn't been doing it that long and things are rolling and rolling and rolling. So how did you get started, Silka? What were some of your challenges and what do you, what do you think was the turning point that really catapulted you to the next level? Well, I, how do I say this easily? The, I had a whole different vision at first for Second Act TV, and it kind of all came down to, in order to do this and to to do regular content twice a week, I'd have to just simplify it. And I chose the, you know, I want to interview people. That's what I've done all my life. A lot of time just off camera, I love producing stories and I love getting content from people. And with YouTube being so search specific, I figured out, you know, what is the problem that we need to fix and who is the best person or a great person to talk to for that? And, and so, so having all the, like you, just interviewing just hundreds of people uh, consistently, that engages, you know, that brings more people to the platform and, and has, has helped us grow. Certainly having certain, you know, high, more high profile people, that, that helps, you know, catapult to other levels as well. But I think it's really that asking questions, dealing, you know, what that, that I know people have and doing our best to you know, supply those answers and, and, and the support they're looking for. What was, what's been the biggest challenge? Uh, something you're working on that you, you know you need to get over to get to that now next level ab- above, you got to that first really breakthrough level yeah. and now you wanna get to that next level. What do you, what's your, what's the, what's the, I don't wanna say it's a roadblock or anything, but what's the next hurdle you need to over- See, What I, I mean, mine is just, I, I honestly, I don't like social media <laughs> and that's what I need to do the most. I need to put all kinds of time there. Like I've shut down my Instagram because it was hacked. I haven't done it again. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that makes so much sense for me to just, again, go, go to that next level. And then it's, it's, it's partially it's time, partially it's an excuse. Uh, and that, that, that's the biggest hurdle is, okay. is the, uh, Excel uh, auxiliary, you know, stuff that goes into running these channels. Hey, Rick, let me ask you, because you're doing some interesting thing. You're teaching, um, you're setting up classes. You're really very experimental on there. And I give you a lot of credit because you try lots of different stuff and you're actually using social media. You have conversations. You're like, I'm thinking about this. What does everybody think? I mean, you put it all out there. You're very comfortable in your own skin. So tell us about what the challenges have been getting started. Where do you think you are and what you need to do? I think the biggest challenge I have, there's so much stuff that I want to do. And in YouTube, if you want to be successful by YouTube standards, you, you're supposed to pick a niche and then you down niche and then you focus on something very specific. And I have so many things that I want to talk about. And like I said, I've always been very open. Uh, I, I, there's not a lot of boundaries on me with my personal life and my public life. Yet. So I think for me is, is having patience and just trying to drive forward into 
specific areas that people might be interested in. Like, you know, we've been mentioning earlier, men don't talk much. So I try to talk to men of my age who are having questions that I am having in the hopes that they don't have to ask them. And so my biggest problem, my biggest hurdle is trying to figure out how to market that, how to pitch that, how to get that message in front of guys so that maybe they can see it and go, oh, and then they'll ask the next question and we can continue rolling. It's just getting over that hurdle, I think, for me. Yeah. One thing that I noticed, it's funny that you just cued that in me, Rick, is, I mean, I, I started the channel for women. And, and one of the goals was to get input from men, the answers that we wanted, let's ask men, you know, and but we, but we never talked to men originally, and our we, we have more of a male audience than we do female. <laughs> so the guys are looking for this, how you know, it, it, I don't know, maybe the fly on the wall thing is the way our, ours was discovered. But now we're now we're doing a lot more programming for, you know, what men want to hear. Nick? Well, you know, Robert, for me, um, it was the idea of removing the middleman to my audience. Being a certain age, the only way you could reach people before was by pandering to the widest number of people that you could. It was called the broadcast media. And you know, we all know, you know, the major networks, that's how things work. And I had always loved creating content. That's what I did for a living, but I had to do it for other people. And when the opportunity presented itself to find an audience about something I care deeply about and reach people to make change in their life, I was all in. And it was driven really by a lot of the images, the way that that people over 50 are represented, the way the path to the end um, is supposed to be. There's a lot of common media misconceptions. And I think with you, with Rick, Silka, all of us, we are kind of blowing that up a little bit. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and the opportunity to find an audience is just kind of mind blowing to me. Um, okay. And I get up excited, excited to do it. Um, this is how you do a bench press. I'm not interested in that. I'm much more interested in giving people things that they can sink their teeth into and being someone on YouTube that they enjoy watching the content and they learn something from it. Um, so as Rick pointed out, niching down, you know, that's, that's a way to grow. And, um, I think I'm going to have to do that. So there's kind of this retirement focus right now, but over time, as I build an audience and I become bigger, I'm pretty confident that I'll be able to uh, be a little bit more diverse in my subject matter. Okay. Last question. And I want you to do a little promo for your, for your work. Rick Higgins is mastery of the second half. Silka Schwarzkopf is second act TV and Nick. Lituano? How do Man, I pronounce it? Lituano. Thank you, Lituano. Okay. Lituano. And it's disrupting retirement. So give us one tip for our audience in terms of things they should consider since turning over 50, past 50, and also where they can find you. Well, for Second Act TV, it's we're we're no. I mean, the, the the biggest viewer audience we have is dating and relationships uh, over fifty, and uh, then purpose and passion and recreating life. And you can find us at SecondActTV is the website, and uh, well, then of course YouTube Second Act TV. That's two N D TV. Okay, Rick. 
Uh, well, the short answer is Rick Higgins, R-I-C-K-H-I-G-G-I-N-S.com. Uh, there's just so much stuff. I couldn't even give you the other <laughs> URLs. Uh, the biggest thing I would like to leave people with is question everything and don't be afraid to keep questioning more. Uh, just because you get an answer doesn't mean you can't turn it over and look at it again. And that's the biggest message that I try to share, whether it's with a podcast or YouTube or a book or whatever it is I'm doing. It's that challenge everything, think of everything, and then enjoy the hell out of what you find. All right. And Nick? You're not your parents, so don't retire like them. Uh, you know, that's the bottom line here. And what that means is fitness, mental health, all of these things kind of get rolled into the next 30 years of your life if you want that life to be fabulous. And it is absolutely within your power to do that. Um, the easiest way to find me is to enter in my last name in the YouTube search bar, uh, L-I-T-U-A-N-I-O, Lituanio. And if you do that, you will definitely, I, I will pop up and, and uh, you can check out the content and uh, join me for the ride. Okay, Nick Latuanio, Silka Schwarzkopf, Rick Higgins, check them out on YouTube and also other social media. And it sounds like Rick's going to do a podcast. So all the best to you. Thank you so much for being my special guest on Guys Guys Radio for this roundtable discussion on things we need to know when turning the corner around 50. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. There's never been a better time for men to be whoever they want to be, yet it's never been less clear who men really are. Guys Guy Radio, starring author Robert Manny, is on KCAA every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Whether it's relationships, sex, wellness, or spirituality, join Robert as he interviews the experts about how men and women can be at their best. Guys Guy Radio, better men better world. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, very interesting conversation with three emerging YouTube creators and stars. Silka Schwarzkopf of Second Act TV, which is doing uh, tremendous numbers now, growing and growing. I've been on Silka's show many times and uh, it's a lot of fun and she does a great job of providing a lot of interesting information about relationships and otherwise on her show and uh, i urge you to check it out second act tv on youtube also nick Latuanio. his show is now called disrupt retirement and it's all about kind of shaking things up as we discussed during the interview uh the concept of retirement that old dad had might be a little bit different now for the boomer crowd. So check out Nick's work and also Rick Higgins mastering the second half. He's growing and growing and he's got a lot of fun stories and helpful information about how to do exactly that, mastering that second half kind of life over 50, if you will. Hopefully the <laughs> second half goes to 100 for everybody. So anyhow, three terrific guests on Guys Guys Radio. And uh, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time here on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The podcast on my YouTube drop every Thursday worldwide. The YouTube is called uh, Guys Guys TV, but just use my name, Robert Manny, to find it. You can also watch the uh, replay of our podcast, listen to it actually, on KCAA 
every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific time. And so you have no reason not to be able to pick up the show, whether it's terrestrial radio or podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts or YouTube, where you can actually watch the interviews. So we're here every week for you. My website is robertmanni.com. There you can find over 300 blog posts. I cover everything from life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, I think you'll find something for you there. It's a very popular website. And also you can download three free chapters of my novel, which started the whole Guys, Guys movement, if you will. The name of it is The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. It's about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city that never sleeps, New York. And uh, it's a romp. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. And it's really, it's really about how men roll. And you know what? It's not so bad, <laughs> despite what you may think and people might think about men. You know, there's a lot of humanity there, and half of humanity is male, so we better get used to it. I know I'm used to it because I'm a guy, but you know what? Guys aren't so bad. I know everybody's down on men these days, but uh, I think if you check out my novel, you'll have some fun with it and uh, realize that there's room for friendship and room for romance and room for redemption. So I would ask you to uh, consider subscribing if you want to support the show really subscribe to the podcast you can go on apple or wherever else uh, you consume your podcast and also the new youtube channel uh, robert manny if you subscribe there that's really going to help because we keep growing and growing i'll be able to present more and more content for you i'd like to send a shout out a thank you to my producer chris who does such an excellent job and always has my back uh, the band Noba for their theme music, that upfront theme music. The name of the uh, tune is called Uninspired, although I think it's a very inspired tune. So for, we're here for you each and every week. As you know, I look for guests that hopefully can contribute to give you some insights, some knowledge, something you can consider using to improve your life. And that's what we're all about here on Guys Guys Radio. I, again, I'm not going to say that I do every single thing that my guests suggest, nor do I always agree with every single thing that they say. But I do my very best to qualify the guests to get them on the show that I think they can put out a message in layman's terms that people can uh, relate to, identify with, and be able to use some of the information that they share. So that's what we do here on Guys Guys Radio. We've got a whole big summer of guests packed for you. As you know, I rarely, if ever, take a week off. I think I've only missed maybe three weeks in about five years. So we just keep doing more and more and more shows, and that's what we're going to keep doing for you. So, Guys Guys Radio, I'll see you next week. Until then, as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>